0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of ROH Cast. This is episode number 77. My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co owner of ROHWorld.com. As usual, I'm here with Stephen, who is the other co owner and the editor of the website. Hello, everyone. And the man, simply known as podcast's worst nightmare, John.
1: How's it
2: going?
0: And uh, Ring of Honor are set to celebrate their 11th anniversary next week, live on pay-per-view, so we thought we'd get a very special guest on the show this week. We're about to be joined by the Ring of Honor ambassador, former owner, uh, Kerry Silkin, will be with us shortly, so we hope you enjoy this special interview, and we'll be back with our usual show next week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Stephen and John as always, and we're joined by a very special guest. He's the former owner of Ring of Honor and the current Ring of Honor ambassador, Carrie Silken is here. Carrie, how are you doing?
3: Very well, and uh it's nice to uh finally uh hook up with you guys and uh talk some Ring of Honor.
0: Awesome, yeah, looking forward to chatting with you. So we're talking with you today because Ring of Honor are about to celebrate their 11th anniversary next week live on pay per view And how are you feeling about this such a big event and milestone?
3: It's, uh, you know, uh, it's exciting. You know, um, I can't believe uh, that it's been this long, you know, that that it's been 11 years. It's uh, It seems like a lifetime, but yet it's flown by in a few seconds, if that makes any sense. But uh, here we are you know, uh, 11 years in, um, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 just, it's an exciting time, you know, it's, it's been, we've been through a lot of phases, a lot of, uh, changes and, you know, talent, stories, business, but, uh, add it all together, it's, it's been a hell of a, it's been a hell of a ride, and, uh, it's still going on, and, uh, We'll be celebrating that 11th year anniversary in Chicago next weekend, March 2nd.
2: And uh, when you first bought Ring of Honor in 2004, uh, did you ever imagine Ring of Honor would reach this 11th anniversary, this such such a big milestone?
3: No, not I mean, it wasn't like I invested in the product, and it was I was figuring it was just going to go, you know, south or out of business, but you know, you just can't think that far ahead, you know, at, you know, at the time. You know, at the time, we were just interested in, you know, doing the shows and taking everything in small steps, which is, uh, you know, during my tenure, which was the sensible way to do it. And, you know, it really was the only way to do it. So, no, we, if someone would ask me back then, where would we be, you know, in 2013, I'd said, well, what do you, you know, be crazy, who knows, but uh, here we are, so um, I never thought we would, you know, I, you just don't think in those kind of terms, but now that we're here, it's pretty cool.
2: And uh, before buying Ring of Honor, uh, were you always a wrestling fan?
3: Yeah, I was always like most people that I've met, you know, in the wrestling business, uh, whether it's wrestlers or People on you know all sides of it, whether it's guys involved in writing, or, or you know uh, media like you guys, or referees, or promoters. Basically, everybody was a wrestling fan, and yes, I was. You know, I go way back. You know, I was in the New York area as a kid, way, way back. To, you know, going back to the '60s uh, when I started watching wrestling when I was very young, and. Uh, I always was a wrestling fan. You know, it was never cool to be a wrestling fan. You know, it was one of these things I had to like, you know, you didn't want to, you didn't want to publicize it too much, even back then. But uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's the same way it is now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I had a few wrestling fan nerd friends, and there were certain kids that liked it a little. And um, But most people fade in and out of it. But I always had a deep love for this for this for this sport for this art form and uh, you know I uh, all through my life I I always uh, paid attention to pro wrestling you know despite the despite what others thought or would say and uh, yes yeah, so I've, so I've, been, I've been a lifelong fan and I still am today
2: and uh Bring ROH to Montreal from the ROH World Forums uh, asks, "What led you to acquiring Ring of Honor?"
3: Oh, it's you know I, I I knew the original people that were involved in the product and you know going back to the days of ECW you know and um, I I had, I had dabbled in other forms of the wrestling business at a wrestling publication uh a magazine that was actually published in puerto rico uh this is like early two thousand and uh it's a long story but i you know I, I, ecw has gone out of business and um you know the uh you know gabe was involved in the product and you know i knew it from e c w and the other guys and uh you know so uh, they it was you know they they had the right idea and uh, they needed a little help so it it led me to uh getting involved and eventually being owner of the company
2: and uh, what were some of your favorite moments during the early days with Ring of Honor
3: oh god there's so there, there's there, there's there's so many i mean you know um wow there's so many i mean <laughs> it was it was exciting just being able to go on the road originally you know of Honor did the early shows in Philly, and then it was like a big deal going to Boston, or then you know going to Chicago, and like that was like really exciting, you know. And um, as a longtime fan, having involvement with you know you know a product that was you know on the edge and it was hot, yet it paid tribute to the uh, you know some of the legends, and getting to you know, uh, meet and eventually, you know, some of them become friends with some of these, some of these legends that, you know, I grew up watching or were so integral in wrestling, uh, over the years, you know, we had Ricky Steamboat early, you know, Jim Carnett, uh, was, was, came, you know, came early, uh, Bobby Heenan, you know, Bruno, and you know, stuff like that was really special. You know, then our involvement with the jet, you know, with Noah, and um, getting involved with uh, you know such a great promotion like that, and you know, having these you know fantastic matches. And eventually, you know, because I'm in New York City, you know, born and I was born and raised in like you know I'm like a suburban New York guy. You know, when I was a kid, like you could take the train into the into New York like in 35 minutes. So. I was always a New York City guy, you know. Getting to actually do shows right in Manhattan, you know, and um, you know, just having good crowds and great matches. You know, it's it's a business that has it's like any entertainment business, anything in the entertainment business. If you're in some kind of art form where it's you know there's an audience, it has the highest highs and the lowest lows. But you know, the highs certainly outweighed the lows, and we had a lot of great moments. You know, uh, early on. Throughout, you know, throughout the uh, the whole tenure, you know, uh, our, our, our even, you know, there, there were very few, you know, very few that there were no bad periods. You would have you'd have a show occasionally that wasn't the greatest show, but everybody always put out. Everyone, you know, the effort was always there, and I think that's what's made Ring of Honor very special uh, over the years. That whether it was you know, whoever was behind the scenes or whoever was the main event or, you know, opening match on the card, there was an, there was an ethic. And there always has been an ethic that, you know, to to be the best and um, to be special. And everyone felt they were part of something that's very special. And that still exists today. And, you know, it's really, uh, it was a really aw- it's been a really awesome thing, you know, to see, you know, and to
2: to, to, uh, be part of. And, uh, you said, you know, there's the highest highs and lowest lows, but, uh, were there ever times during your, uh, ownership that the future of the company kind of looked bleak?
3: Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, financial, you know, business is business, you know, and, um, nobody is gonna, nobody would, you know, except there's this guy in Connecticut. Who who uh, this doesn't fall under this category? Uh, I, I think you know. I, I think the, the, the McMahon is his name, right? But everybody else in the wrestling business, um, no matter what level you're at, you know, it struggles. You know, it's just it's hard to it's hard to draw people. It's hard to you know to uh, break even, and um, with the you know as being a uh, a sole owner and not have a energy company bankrolling me or, you know, um, it was, you know, it's uh, financially, uh, taxing, you know? So there was a lot of moments where, you know, it was like, you know, I just does not make sense to do it anymore, you know? And, uh, but we never got to that, you know, I was able to, uh, Put this deal together with, uh, with Sinclair, you know, before, you know, I would have to bail out. And uh, it got me out, kept the product alive, kept me involved, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. So, uh, but yeah, you know, the answer to your question is yeah, of course, you know, it's not easy.
2: And uh, during your time as owner, the product kind of evolved from a DVD based company to pay-per-view, to pay per views and in what way did uh did that evolution affect the promotion and the product?
3: Oh, I don't know what kind of answer you're looking for. I mean, whether it was a house show in Detroit, or it was an pay per view it was nobody ever went into a Ring of Honor show. And, you know, the... People could think this is a bunch of shit, but it's not. There's never was a night in Ring of Honor where people were like, ah, we're just going to go out there and just, you know, we'll just, you know, just do do, do a, we're not going to wrestle that hard. Um, but, you know, when you're doing a, you know, before the iPay-Per-Views, we had the real pay per view You know, there weren't live Pay-Per-Views, but there were the Pay-Per-Views that were on, um, you know, Direct TV and in-demand that you know ran like in 2007, or maybe it was 2006, seven and eight, something like that. Um, and we had a number of those leading to the odd pay-per-views. And you know, you know, you, you want to make them special. And um, but I, I don't really think that it was just business as usual, and everyone's going to go out there and do you know have the best match of the night and steal the show and, you know, want to leave the building like, you know, you know, we never, that we've, people got their money's worth, whether they were to go see it live or whether they watched it at home. um, We, I've always felt like, you know, no one ever got, uh, you know, ripped off, fleeced or, you know, didn't get their money's worth. You know, so there really was, you know, except for the the amount of people that had the possibility to see it, the shows really weren't that different.
2: And uh, I'm going to mess his name up. Kay Kong Stings from The Forum asks, uh, how was your relationship with today with Gabe? And uh, how hard was it for you to let him go?
3: I, I had a good conversation with Gabe uh, at that National Wrestling Day I mean you know look uh, when you're involved with in business with people uh, you know when you when you go your own ways you go your own ways you know you're not going to be like best friends but you know we talked I haven't seen him that much you know and um, you know Gabe Gabe, uh, did an amazing job and when he was here and as far as you know, it was just, just just something that you know I thought was the right decision at the time. And you know, I'm there's not like you know a big backstory to it, but I needed to make some changes, and I and I did. So well, we move on.
2: And after Gabe, you brought in Adam Pierce. Uh, what was it like working with Adam Pierce?
3: Adam Adam's, you know, uh, uh, all, all these all the bookers, all the guys, you know, the, the behind the scenes, uh, they got to be built a certain way because you can't do it. And, you know, everybody's, you know, it's like I think, and I've met other you know bookers from other companies, you know, legendary bookers, Dutch Mantel, you know, people may not know this or not, but Bushwhacker Luke Williams is a good friend. He was a booker and Texas, and Puerto Rico, and here and there. And it's like, you know, there's so much to deal with. Adam, Adam was Adam was a great talent. And, uh, you know, Adam uh, was a great talent as a wrestler. And uh, this was something that was new for him at the time. Um, you know, he really, you know, he got thrown into it. And uh, he did a really good job, you know. Plus, it was at the same time when uh, HDNet you know, we, we had the little deal of HB net. So it was one of the first time we had a deal with television, you know? So Adam was under a lot of pressure, you know? And, um, we got, we got some, you know, and he knew it, you know, like he was, he's a man enough to, you know, you, you, gotta know, so you, sometimes you gotta raise your hand and say, I need help. That's what a real man does sometimes as a, you know, and, and we, we got help from, uh, Dave Lagata, we got help from Jim Carnett, to, you know, to to do the TV. It was hard. It was a lot of stuff, you know. You just don't walk in there and do it. And uh, but you know, a- a- Adam was good to work with.
2: And uh, speaking of the HD Net deal, uh, did it meet any kind of expectations you might have had for it?
3: Those they were, those people were really good to us, you know. And I, I I'm not, you know. It would have been nicer if, at the time we were on, there was more exposure as far as, uh, you know, they were on more cable systems. Um, And, you know, who am I to criticize Mark Cuban? One One of the most successful, whether anyone likes him or doesn't like him, one of the most successful business people in the world who, you know, who's a self-made man and, you know, he's, he's, a you know, a genius, I guess you would say, you know? Um, so at the time, uh, they, they you know, the, the show just wasn't seen in enough places, uh, that it really, you know, was able, we were able to have an effect, but they were really good, good people and they were good to us. Um, they gave us forum, and, um, it's just unfortunate, but that's the way it was, you know? And, uh, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun doing those HDNet shows. And we worked with a lot of great guys, you know, involved in that company. And, uh, you yeah, know, we were there for a few years, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was nice.
2: And the HDNet show is actually how I discovered Ring of Honor. I'd always heard things about it, but I never got the chance to see it until I saw an HDNet and I fell in love with it. Oh, and, uh, you. and, uh, finally, uh, My last question is uh, actually from Classic Cabana on the forum. Uh, He says, I always loved that you would meet and greet fans before and after the show. And at the Liverpool shows, you attended a fan gathering and were really approachable. Why is it so important for you to treat fans with respect as you did when most promoters tend to just take their money and leave?
3: Well, I mean, it it just goes, you know, um, I've, I've done a lot of different things in my life. Uh, as far as, you know, working and business-wise, some were good, some were bad. I've worked for people, some were good, some were bad. You know, and, and like, I just like, you know, I learned a long time ago, one of the most important lessons is, you know, pay attention. Guy told me one time, pay attention. I go, to what? He goes, just pay attention. So, I, I said, oh, okay. So, whatever, I pay attention. I mean, Ring of Honor was, was, uh, we were in a position. Where we weren't that big. We needed every fan. We needed every fan, and we, you know, if there was nothing wrong with thanking these people for coming. You know, you have five hundred, a thousand people to show. It's not like it's going to take that long. You know, and uh, it was it, it was nice being out there. You know, it's very rare that you're in a position in life where people would walk up to you and say nice things like, wow, that was the, you know, tonight was like the best show I, I've ever been to, or, man, I really love your guys' product," Or, uh, and sometimes somebody would say, you know, you should be doing this or that, but for the most part, people were, people were appreciated. Like, hey, thanks for coming to town, you know, to our city, you know, it's, uh, you know, so it was cool, and I enjoyed doing it. And there there was a benefit to this, not just business-wise. I got to know a lot of fans over the years. And that, you know, a few of them have become friends that, you know, I, I speak to today. You know, uh, above and beyond Ring of Honor. And um, if we go to a town, whether it's Toronto or, you know, Chicago or... Baltimore or, or or wherever it is that we've run regularly, there's people that have stuck with us, and there's people that come and go, or there's people that come and then, you know, see them a while, and then they come back. And um, you get to know some people, and uh, it was a really cool thing, and it was nice to have the opportunity to do that and, uh, you know, thank people because it, it was sincere, you know, we, we we wanted you know, we we appreciated the uh the chance to, you know, be able to go back to these places. And you know, we we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it without these people's support and uh that's the uh you know, that's the way it was.
1: Um, well fast forward now to uh May twenty eleven. Uh that's when you sold Ring of Honor to uh, to Sinclair. Um just talk to us about when and how the first discussions with Sinclair um sort of began
3: Well, um, i was introduced to uh... The sinclair people uh... through gary juster who was a friend of jim uh... a friend of jim carnets and uh... He, gary knew joe Koff for many years and they were possibly interested in wrestling, but they weren't sure. And I met with Joe. Uh, you know, this is like a year before it happened, and um, we met casually. And he says, "Well, I'm going to, you know, talk to some kind of board meeting or something, and we'll see if the, you know, they're interested." And you know, it was a it was a slow process, you know, where is the Sinclair corporation do they want to really you know vest themselves into to uh, pro wrestling and uh, that's you know it's just really that's the story you know it, it just transpired mm-hmm. off of a few meetings and then you know the various legal mumbo jumbo had to be done and inspections of various natures and, uh, but it was, it wasn't that complicated. And, uh, once they wanted, you know, they knew that they knew that this was a good product and, uh, they have television stations that they can use programming for and, you know, the product was alive and well. And, uh, for them, it was a, a sensible thing. So, uh, that's the story. You know, there's no, uh, there's no big secrets, you know. That's that's how that's how it happened.
1: Mm. How important was it, from your point of view, to sell the company to people who, uh, you know, we're going to treat Ring of Honor right and and sort of take the company forward?
3: Well, that was, you know, that's that was the nice thing about it. You know, that I was I knew at the time, and I knew from meeting with Joe Koft and spending some time with them. I'm not talking about meeting him for five minutes, but really sitting and talking with him that, you know, they were interested in not, you know, altering the product severely and all these, you know, uh, possibilities. I mean, they buy it. They buy it. They can do what they want with it. But they didn't want to do that. You know, they, they Joe's an old wrestling fan, and uh, he's been involved in the, you know, going way back and uh, he knew wrestling and, you know, he, he, that was part of the, the plan, you know? And um, so it was nice for me on a personal level to be able to sell the company to people who are not only going to keep it alive, but, you know, not really alter it, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, since Sinclair, since, since, the Sinclair era of Ring of Honor, you know, people, you know, there's, of course there's going to be changes and this and that. It's just the nature of business and just the nature of life. And, uh, but overall, you know, they've they've done a good job. They've done a really good job. And, and, you know, there's growing pains and there's, you know, easy. It's just not easy. But um, the bottom line is, Ring of Honor is live and well. We'll be celebrating our 11th anniversary, you know, next Saturday. It's on pay per view You could uh, get it through the ROH website. Um, or if you're in the Chicago area, there's, you know, please come live and there's a TV taping the next afternoon, which is going to be really cool. And uh, not to mention that we will be, you know, I'm really excited about the uh, other upcoming shows, particularly the WrestleMania weekend show, where we'll be in uh, the Hammerstein on Friday night in New York City. I I'm, uh, gee, Am I going to get the date right here? April? What is that? Friday? Is that April 5th? Is that, yeah. April 5th, yeah. Yeah, April 5th. And then the very next afternoon at 2 o'clock, we're at the uh, upstairs at the Manhattan Center. Um, and it really works out well, because if people are going to the Hall of Fame at the Garden, we're right across the street. So you come see a little Ring of Honor. And, um, you know, it's, uh, as well as the other cities that we're going to be in, Asheville uh, in the Carolinas and Toronto upcoming. Uh, so it's, uh, we, we continue to uh, we continue to move on down the road.
1: mm you know, seeing ROH today, do you sort of miss having more of an involvement?
3: Yeah, of course, of course. You know, I mean, I it's like there's an old expression, guys. You can't save your face and your ass at the same time.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, I'll let that stand. You know, some people will. What does that mean? Well, you know, yeah, you know, you want to, you want to. Uh, if, if you, you know, if you sell and you're selling, you know, but you know. I'm still involved, and uh i like to I, I like to throw my two cents in and i do and uh but uh that's you know that's the way it is you know but yet at the same time it's nice it's it's nice to you know have a little less pressure you know at my yeah. at, at, after uh after um many years of you know like i said you know and' that's not. Mm, I'm,
1: ma- it's not very a, stressful.
3: I'm not a, a martyr. I'm not a martyr, but you know it's a lot of pressure. So mm-hmm. uh, we got we got through it, you know, with some, some with a, with a bit of grace, and, and the product is alive and well, and celebrating its anniversary. And hopefully, you guys will be watching it or in attendance uh, next Saturday. Mm,
1: definitely, uh, halfunt 93 from the forum asks. Do you think ROH is heading in the right direction creatively with Delirious at the helm?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm I'm the one that uh, hired Delirious off the bat, so you know I I, I had a lot of uh, you know he's he's, he's he's very bright and uh, he you know it was, it was my selection you know and. I don't want to get into the the booking details as far as you know things that have gone on in the Sinclair era because it's not my business. But you know uh, you're, you're in good shape with Delirious because you know it, it, it's a it's a hard business. I mean you, you, you guys guys come, guys go, guys get signed. You know move on to other companies, so on and so forth. There's an there's an attrition rate. And it's always going to happen, you know. And um, so, but uh, Delirious is fine, and the product is good, and this, this up, these upcoming shows are going to be awesome. And uh, that's what I, you know, I, I, I was his biggest fan, or else I wouldn't have hired him in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. And um, one question I wanted to ask. Um, Obviously, you know, during your tenure as owner of Ring of Honor, you saw a lot of uh, uh, the guys on the roster move on to, to you know WWE and TNA, and you see, you know, CM Punk and uh, Brian Danielson doing so well in WWE at the moment. How, how sort of uh, you know proud of you were, were you were of those guys when they left and you know went on to to big things? Uh, it's it's great.
3: I mean, you know, look, everybody wants to everybody wants to uh, be successful and. Uh, not everyone cares about you know most you know, look if you're gonna do something professionally you're you're gonna wanna get the most out of it. And you know, there was only a certain level we could take these guys to during my tenure. And uh you know, to sort of have a guy like Punk or um Brian or, you know, a Samoa Joe that went on to other to do other things. Um you know, it's like it's just the way it is. So to see them successful, you know, to be successful now, and like you know, to the level that they are, not to mention Claudio, not to mention you know Tyler Black, um, it's it's great, you know. And you know, Chris Hero's in that system, and it's uh, it, it's nice, you know. And
1: uh, you know, you,
3: you you, I mean, it's just. Uh, these guys are really, you know, but these these are the guys that have worked, you know, these those these, the aforementioned names, you know, they they had it in them, they just had it in them that, you know, they just they they had the it factor and they were special and they worked, you know, they worked really hard. So I'm, I'm really happy for them and it's nice, you know, to occasionally speak to them or actually went I went. You know, to Madison Square Garden this past December, uh, to a show, and uh, that was the first time that Tyler and Claudio were both in you know ever in New York City. And you know, these guys know wrestling history, and they know the, the status of Madison Square Garden, not just for wrestling, but for you know uh, its status as a building. And you know, to be any kind of athlete or performer. To play Madison Square Garden is about, you know, as big as you're gonna get. So uh,
1: yeah,
3: I made a You know, I made an effort to go and to see these guys, and uh, you know, it, it was, that was that was that was really cool. Mm. You know, you know, you because I, I mean, I was like, you're, you're first. I'm friends with some guys, and I'm I'm business. You know, some like some, it's like business. I'm not buddy buddy with everyone, but I was close with. Uh, Tyler and Claudio, and uh, just to see them there, you know, not to mention Punk, not to mention Brian, you know. But now for those for Brian and Punk, it's old hat, you know, wrestling, wrestling in Madison Square Garden. But yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, you know. So, uh, it, it it's just uh, it, it's it's nice. It's like it's it's like watching your kid do really well, yeah. you know. <laughs> As opposed to messing up and telling
1: them out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose getting back onto uh, Ring of Honor now. Obviously, you know, independent wrestling is, is always always changing, and uh, you know, eye pay per view is is a massive part of uh, of, uh, of wrestling, especially on the independent scene. I mean, how, how do you think Ring of Honor can adapt to keep expanding and, and keep getting bigger? Well, you know, I
3: that's a that's a question for the. Sinclair Management, you know, I, I don't really, I don't really want to speak for for uh, on behalf of that, but I, I know I I could say this that you know, like I said, there's growing pains and and, and you know the the uh, the intent is is always good and you know there's problems along the way. There were tons of problems in my during my uh, ownership, and you know. But now you know the high pay-per-view thing. Uh, I think you know, like people, people uh, are, are just you know, I, I, people. I'm, I'm stumbling over my words here I want to, I want to say the right thing. I don't know if everyone's really comfortable. Forget about it, if it works or not. I just don't know if people are just comfortable with the media yet. You know, it's still a, it's still a, uh, it's still getting its feet wet with just even if it works perfectly, you know, the people want to sit and watch it on their computer or have the, you know, I don't know. I'm an older guy, so I don't know what, what a younger person thinks, but, uh, it's something that's, you know, it's here now and it's good. Cause, uh, when it's, when it's, uh, you know, people, you could just for very little money, you get to see the show live and, uh, it's an important, you know, it's an important part of the, of the business structure now, you know. People buy less DVDs and they don't, uh, you know, they want, they want to watch the show instantly. Mm. It's way, way, way too expensive to do these live pay-per-views, you know. But so uh, this is a nice alternative.
0: Uh, we've got a couple of people on the forum, uh, Classic Cabana and Hellfond specifically, asking about your memories of the international shows, such as the ones in uh, the UK and Japan. And do you ever see Ring of Honor holding international shows again in the future? Because I might be biased here, but it'd be great if they came back to
3: England. I would like to come back to England myself for some, <laughs> for more wrestling. I had, a, I, had a, I had a blast. And by the way, I'm going to ask you a question. What was the name of that little arena That little town—the first time Ring of Honor came, not the Liverpool one. It was a second show. It's in the—it's like a famous wrestling building. It was in the middle of the country somewhere.
1: Is it maybe?
3: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. That was our first trip there, and uh, the second trip was the two shows in Liverpool. yeah, I mean, my memories of that are just, you know, the Liverpool, you know, was great, you know. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the fans, the fans are really cool there. And, uh, you know, me being old, so for me, I mean, I've been in England other times, you know, and uh, it was just really exciting, you know. And, like, whoever thought we would get to do that, and just, as well as the, you know... Going to Japan. And, you know, if it wasn't for our relationship with Pro Wrestling Noah, none of that would have happened. You know, we couldn't put on a show in Tokyo and sell tickets, you know. So they basically led us by the hand and uh, did everything for us, you know, to get us over there. And, you know, we got to go there twice, you know. And um, they're really gracious people. And, You know, a great company. And um, that was amazing, you know, um, getting to spend time, you know, doing that. And uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, we were excited just to go to Detroit, let let alone alone going to uh, Liverpool or Tokyo. So, yeah. And as far as now, I don't know. Maybe, you know, who knows? (laughs) <laughs> Who knows what, what, what's going to happen? You know the, the, the uh, uh, you know the, the Ring of Honor schedule has Toronto. There's some there's going to be some surprises, some surprising dates popping up that I'm not at liberty to disclose. They're not out of the United States, but they're, they're you know they're expanding. There, there's going to be some shows in places that we haven't been, um, which is really cool. And um, I'm sure if the opportunity was right. My shelf owning or not, you know, uh, the company would go back to uh, some uh, some of these locales, you know, um, if if it was a right offer.
0: So uh, we've got one final question here. Uh, Where do you hope Ring of Honor will be by their 15th anniversary, and would you still like to be involved with the company then?
3: Yeah, I I always want. Of the company, I always want you know this is a nice position I'm in now. I'm like the uh, you know I can come and go. People are nice to me, uh, and uh, I, I just I just want to see the product you know alive and well. And um, it's hard you know to uh, nobody's ever going to nobody's ever going to compete with. Uh, WWE, it, it's its own animal. So if you're in the wrestling business and you can just stay alive and, and you know, alive and breathing and doing okay, that's a hell of an accomplishment in these days. It's unfortunate that, you know, things aren't like they were, you know, but there's no point in even referencing that, you know, years ago, years and years ago when, you know, before there was just uh, basically a you know, just a few companies, but I just hope that, uh, ROH, you know, just, uh, keeps doing what what they do and that's to present people with, you know, the best wrestling to the best of, the, to the best of our ability, you know? And, um, I see no reason why that, that shouldn't be happening. So, um, I'd like to think that, uh, four years from now, I could be on the phone with you guys again, awesome. or maybe before that, maybe before that too.
0: Um, so I just want to pass on thank you from everyone at the, everyone at ROH World and also our fans, pretty much every single person on the forum who left a question also just wanted to say thank you for all your work with Ring of Honor. We didn't want to read every single one of those out, but yeah, we just want to say thank you for all the hard work you've put in over the past 11 years into Ring of Honor.
3: Yeah. And, and, and you're welcome. And also I want to say, I, I, I appreciate, you know, you guys, you know, uh, carrying the torture bit, you know, and, uh, being a forum for the fans and, you know, and, and covering the product. And it's nice to, that, you know, we've had enough of an impact that, you know, whether some people are happy with it or some people say they should be doing this and that, that people are interested and they're still interested. And that, that, that that makes me feel good. And and I want to thank you guys for uh, helping us, you know, stay alive.
0: Thank you. And uh, just to wrap things up, do you have a Facebook or Twitter where fans can get in touch with you?
3: yeah i mean i'm i'm on uh i'm r i'm i'm r o h at r at r o h c a r y on twitter and um i don't have a you know my face my facebook thing is full so uh it's under my name carrie silken so i uh, i might have a few i might have a few uh friendship spots i don't have one of those fan pages though but uh it's Carrie Silkin on Facebook and uh, at R O H C A R Y on Twitter. All
0: right. Well, uh, thank you to everyone listening to the show. We do hope you enjoyed it, and thank you once again to Carrie for joining us.
3: Well, I hope I see some of you guys at the show. If you, uh, I don't know where you, where you, except for uh, the gentleman in the UK. I don't know where everybody is, but uh, if there's a Rig of Honor show near you, please. Uh, Make sure to say hello
0: to me. We will do. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to us.